Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Scott David Chase. This is my truth. Tell me yours. On this episode, I spoke with Nate Doyle. Nate's someone I've known for, God, 20 plus years. We uh, worked together at a record store years ago. Um, We also worked at a uh, music marketing company uh, called Flea Marketing. Uh, I also, I used to have a record label and I put out uh, an album by his band, The Guts. his, his former band, I should say, The Guts Are No More, but uh, Nate just released his first solo record, uh, Welcome to My Breakdown, and uh, yeah, Nate lives in Boston now, and um, he came up to Portsmouth, and we got to hang out for a little bit, and it was cool catching up with him. It's always great to see Nate, and um, yeah, uh, his new album's fantastic, and you should definitely check it out. It's on Bandcamp. It's on wherever music is streaming. Check it out. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy my conversation with Nate Doyle. Just hit record and we go. I like it. We're going. We're going. Well, welcome home, Nate Doyle. Thank you. It's good to be home. I'm excited. Um, we were talking because I'm going to go to Paris yes. in a couple of weeks. You've been to Paris, yes, on tour many years ago. How many? How many years ago? Probably like almost 20 now. I was probably in my mid 20s, so I'm 42 now. So Is it the guts. Yeah, we did two tours. Yeah, one tour. This is back in MySpace. So the first one was like these poor people they just reached out to us and were like hey you should come to europe and jeff was like okay so we like flew out there and yeah they were they were cool and fun i think they had a good time but i don't think they were expecting like the drunken debauchery that they weren't expecting the guts no yeah yeah and then the second time was with our friends the apers and that was cool too um yeah it was a lot of just like drinking and hanging out was that your first time in europe yeah, I've only been those two times. I've okay. never been. So you guys had to get passports and everything. Yeah, yeah. mine's expired now. Yeah, and stuff. Right. I still haven't been back. Right. Um, well, and I don't know if you, I don't know if you've heard like starting next year because a bunch of people like put the fear of God into me. They're like, "Did you get your visa?" And I'm like, "You don't have to have a fucking." But you do. Starting next year, Americans going to Europe. Have to oh, really? Be. It's not crazy expensive it's like $17 okay, it's like, um, like you have to tell them which countries you're going to go to uh-huh. and like, so which I have mixed feelings about yeah but you know well so we were technically I guess like working but we didn't tell them that so I'm guessing that would be harder now I guess to go to Europe I think so because well, you'd have to be like because I don't know what the tax like what this, all the time like even going to Canada and stuff they'd always be like what are you, what are you guys doing yeah. and we'd be like oh we're just going to record or whatever and we'd have our buddy like who lives in Canada just if they need to call someone right. they would call and be like yeah, this is so and so studio. They're right. coming up here to record, and we'd hide all our merch in the drum, yeah. like in Rick's kick drum or whatever. Right. But I um, last time I was in Canada was October of 2019 because it was right before Halloween, and I was with three people that I worked with at Trader Joe's, and. We got stopped at the border, and they they pulled us inside. It was like three in the morning. Now, to be fair, there's me, who's in my mid forties at the time, yeah. I'm in my late forties now, and it was three women. All like the oldest, I think, was thirty, and then okay. the other ones were like twenty three, twenty four years old. What? So, and we were we literally were just going to Montreal for like two days. Yeah, just, just like to hang out. We got an Airbnb and like because two of them had never been. And I and they like pulled us in, like took our passports and like uh, I got pulled aside because in 1996 I bounced a check in Newfields Ooh. and which I mean I knew about. Like, yeah, like that's all been resolved. But they're like, because they're like, have you ever been arrested? I was like, yes. They're like, for what? And I was like, 
I was trying to like go through my head like what I could like cop to that yeah. they might and like because I was like let's start at the bottom and, go, and then <laughs> yeah you can work some work yeah and I was like uh, driving on a suspended license he's like try again and I was like huh hmm. and I'm like trying to because I'm immediately going to what I won't mention on here yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not no, no, that's something cool. terrible but uh, you know, in my in my 20s, I was definitely kind of an asshole. So. Yeah, yeah, I was too. And he's like, "Did you ever write any bad checks?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "For how much?" And I couldn't remember. Yeah, because uh, it was 25 yeah, years forever, ago. Yeah, and I'm like guessing, and it was like, it was like for like eight dollars and seventy five cents. And he's like, "We got you." Yeah, and he, and I was like. Okay, and he's like, "You gonna write any checks while you're here in Canada?" I'm like, "No, because it's not yeah, 1996." Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It, uh, it was it was just such a weird thing. But it was like when we got back in the car, I like because they're like, "What were, what was that all about?" And I was like, "Well, we got pulled aside because I wrote a bad check about five years before two of you were even born." Yeah, that's like, crazy. It's such a weird, such a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah, there was, every time we went to Canada, it was pretty chill. One time they did pull us, like, into rooms and stuff, but we didn't have anything, so they were like, all right, you can leave. But there was one time, I wasn't on the tour, so before the Guts, we were all in a band called She's a Guy. Right. And there was a tour where they, I think they must have been, like, on the Detroit area or whatever, but they, I wasn't there, but Rick was there. I think the student, our friend Allie was playing, and they... We're trying to cut through or do something like not go to Canada, but cut through Canada to make it quicker. Sure. And the van was so dirty, I guess, that they were like, "No, you can't. You can't come." We don't want this kind of filth in Canada. <laughs> yeah. I did that actually. I did that drive a while ago. I had a friend who her goal was to see the Red Sox win at every stadium. Ooh. So it didn't count unless they won. That's so expensive. She she tried to. She tried to, like, do it so it was on weekends when they had, like, at least two games. So yeah. her chances of, like, seeing the win. But she reached out to me and she's like, you want to go to a couple Red Sox games? And I was like, sure. Yeah. She's like, it's a little bit of a road trip. I was like, okay. Like, I like road trips. Yeah. I was like, where? She's like, Detroit. I was like, sure. And most of the trip was through Canada because it's faster than driving around. But, uh, and this was back, this is pre-September 11th, so... I did not bring my passport, yeah. and like it was no problem getting into the United States. Then when we were coming back from Detroit, yeah, they're like, "Where's your passport, sir?" I was like, "I don't need a passport." And they're like, "We could, we could t- turn you around and send you back." I was like, "Send me back to America?" Oh yeah. no, like, yeah. you know, they're like, "Fine, come in." I get why they're strict, but like sometimes, yeah, you're like, "I'm just trying to play a show, I'm not trying to like right. rip you off or anything." Right. Well, there's going to be five people there, <laughs> maybe. Right. All my, all my friends who are in touring bands who like tour in Canada, they're like, we always get stopped at the border, yeah. and like they just go through everything. So, so what was the so was was she's a guy you Rick and Jeff? Yeah. Is so they were. Piece? I'm trying to remember. Uh, our friend Tony was in the band too, so it was a four piece. And they are first playing bass or playing guitar. I play bass. Okay. Um, And they were first Rick and Jeff with uh, their friend Chris Navi. They were in a band called Horseshack, and then that turned into She's a Guy. And then the Chris Navi left, and then they needed a bass player, so then I hopped in, and then we did that for like four years or whatever. Played tons of shows with Elvis. You guys made an album too, didn't you? We did two seven inches. One of them was recorded at Fish Tracks, which was cool. Yeah. And then... Um, My first professional recording was at Fish Tracks. Yeah, sick. I miss that place. It's, Jim Tierney, I miss him. It's uh, What is it called? It's Fat Face. Now. It's, a, oh, okay. it's a British clothing company. Now. Oh, cool. Yeah, not, not a lot of cool. British stuff downtown. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. I mean, I, I get the coat of arms because I was just like one spot. You right, know? right. But now yeah. I think there's like a handful of them. And it's yeah. like, what does Portsmouth, New Hampshire... I mean... What is the, where's the connection? I just don't get it. Well, I mean, Portsmouth is named after Portsmouth, England. But I mean, oh. everything in everything in. Oh, I, did, I never knew that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, uh, so when did 
when did she's a guy morph into the guts? Oh, so I quit for some reason. I don't remember why, because I was like angry or whatever. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Fuck you guys. Right. And then, um, so Jeff was like, all right, well, I'll just start another band. So he started um, the guts with my friend Ben. Yeah. And then Ben Rand. Yeah. And then uh, this dude Scott played drums, and I remember Scott. Matt played bass, I believe it, it was his name. And then so they recorded some songs at Thundering Sky, and then Jeff was like, "Nate, you should come play in this band." And I was like, "Okay." Yeah. But again, I don't know why. Like again, I'm I was so dumb when I was young. Um, I, but you know what I mean? Like it, it hadn't been that long, and it's like, why? Sure. What's the difference? Why am I now all of a sudden like I'm gonna quit this band, and then I'm gonna be like, all right, yeah, this one's cool though. Yeah, yeah, this right. one's cool. So uh, they had already recorded like eight songs or something. Yeah. So then we went back to Thundering Sky and recorded the rest of that first record, the Sensitive Side of. Right. And then we did that, and then did I have? Was that like a black and orange cover? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Ben's on the cover. Yeah, I remember that one. Though. Um. Yep. And then, are your windows rolled up? Yes. Okay, it's right now. Um, and then, oh, yeah, it's, it's coming down there. And then, uh, and then we asked Rick to play, and then so that's the, and then that's how we met. Well, I worked at Bull Moose, and that's how I met you, right? Is that how we first before even the guts? Uh, I I don't remember the timeline. I think you. I don't remember if we. It's definitely how I met Dave. Yeah. I think that might be it. I knew Jeff previously somehow. Yeah. But I don't remember if you started working at Bull Moose and then we decided to put out a Guts record. I think that's how it went. It might have Because been. I was working there and then we recorded the Say Goodbye to Fun at uh, Thundering Sky, again, yeah. with Chris McGruder, who was great. Um, and then... I don't know. I think you must. I must have played it or something. And you guys were like, "Oh, we're starting a label." Yeah. And then you were like, "All right, well, we'll press the CD." And I'm like, yeah. "Cool." Yeah. I mean, we were kind of brats about it. I think we we're always. <laughs> I like look back on the things that I did, and I'd be like, "Oh, like why?" It's know. funny. I was because uh, every once in a while we put out that Dan Blakesley Halloween mm-hmm. seven inch. And, and like, we pushed it hard on people. Like, we had it at the counter and stuff. But it's funny because every once in a while now, it'll pop up on Discogs. Yeah. Because those things go for serious money now. Oh, really? Like, cool. I can't afford to buy a record that I that put, you out. put out. <laughs> I have a couple copies yeah. of it. And, like, you remember Jason, right? Jason Cole? Yes, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. He, like, that's what he does for a living now. He just sells okay, records cool. online. And every once in a while, like whenever he gets one, he'll like, and he's like, hey, Cap, you got any interest in it? And I was like, what are you asking for? He's like, for you, I can let it go for 85. And I'm just like, whoa. I was like, I already paid a lot of money for yeah, this record yeah, yeah. once. Well, no, and that's the thing, like now in my head, now that I'm like older and not an idiot, right. I'm like, oh, that's cool that two people want to put up money. But I just remember being like, yeah, what? Like I remember when we, you guys made the contracts, and we were like, we got and we were just such babies about everything. Well, it's funny because I, I I think about I think about that sometimes because I like I have friends in bands like like you could go to like you know a Newbury Comics in like New Orleans or something yeah. and like pick out their CD there yeah and their record deal is just a handshake deal they're like yeah. hey we're gonna put this out and we'll give you this much money they're like cool thanks yeah but, well we get why you are I get it now but at the time I was yeah. like well and that was and honestly that was more Dave that was definitely Dave's idea yeah. and he was more, he was definitely more business I just remember we were being jerks about it. And, like, that's all I remember. I don't remember the, like, exact instance, but just in my head, if you ask me about that, I remember being, like... Well, it was also... uh, I was just, like... I I just remember saying to him, I'm like, you know, this is a punk band from... New Hampshire, like they're not gonna be stoked. Yeah, like, well, if they want to make money, which you know, like it's yeah, and that's not we're not like thinking that. No, like, nobody who ever like released like I don't know a single person who's like released like a local record that's like, man, we made fifty grand on this. Like, yeah, it's all like like because I've I've put out some other records since yeah. then, and I'm just like, 
yeah, I got a thousand dollars. I'm never gonna see again. Yeah, that's fine. And, and and like, I'm not even saying that sarcastically. Like, you know, I've been yeah. like a huge fan and a huge supporter of music for forever. So I'm just like, no, and I, that's cool. I I, I I believe in this enough to to put money that I'll probably never see again. No, and that's the way to look at it. But at the time. We weren't. I think we were. Like, it's not like I was like, I don't like the fact that you're doing this. No, like, no, no. It was more just like that contract. I remember right. being like a prick about it. I'm like, now I look back and I'm like, why do I have to be well, such a? It was funny because like I had uh, Dan O'Brien on the podcast a couple years ago, and he brought up like he's like, I think we might have used some of the stuff that was on yours, and I think I might have might owe you an apology. I'm like, I don't. I was like, I don't care at all. And, I don't know if we. Oh, I no. think all the songs are different. I think so too. Like, yeah. I don't. Because um, there's a different recording. Switch. Was there? Did you guys end up doing like a compilation, like a hits compilation or something? Yeah. So then, so I quit the, <laughs> I quit the guts again. So right. I quit again. I got mad and was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Right. I quit. But then, uh, so Cheapskate, this label, um, reached out and wanted to put like the two EPs and the sensitive side of all on one thing right and then so jeff talked yeah so jeff talked to me about that and then i was like all right and then we wrote more like we wrote like six more songs right and recorded those that way it had like something different on it too and then that's what the um sometimes you just can't win that's how that came about and then i was like but yeah, I quit. <laughs> there's right. a, there's a trend of me being like, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. I don't. And now, if you ask me like Nate, why were you so like mad? I'd be like, I have no idea. I was just like an angry like twenty year old that's I fucking hate everything. Well, you know? I mean that's kind of par for the course for punk rock though. I guess, but like now that I'm older, I'm like, why? I mean things still irritate me beyond belief, but like uh, I just. I don't know. It's just interesting to me when, you know, you look back and you're like, why did I have to be such a dick? <laughs> like, why? Why can I just be like... Well, it's funny. I never, I, I never got the... I would never, in my, in my head, I never equate Nate Doyle with being a dick. Well, that's cool. <laughs> but, like, we would do things like... Rick and I were actually just talking about this. So, where the Loaf and Ladle used to be in Portsmouth... Um, it was this other place at first called Sunny's or something, I think. Okay. I think. I don't know. It was a bar. And we had a show there, and we didn't want to do it. So we sat at the Daniel Street and drank beers. And they're like, hey, are you guys coming to play the right. show? And we're like, we'll show up if there's a PA. And then so they somehow scrounged and got a PA. And then we're like, all right, fine, we'll come. And then we went there. And it's like right down the street, so it wasn't like a big deal. Right. And then we got there, and the best part about that is, so we played, I think, two songs, and then the PA broke, and then we're like, all right, that's it. see you later. That's it. Like, but just stuff like that, or there was one that we, Rick and I was talking about, The Strand in Exeter, is that it? Or what's the, the Strands one? Strands in Dover. What's the one in, what was the one in Exeter? Uh, the Ioka. Yeah, maybe that was it. Yeah. And, uh... There was like, I think it was maybe like a Halloween show. It was some show. And we're sitting, they have a bar in there. Right. And we're sitting at the yeah, bar. Downstairs. Yeah, and we're sitting there. Bands were playing and like, you know, there was a lot of people there, but that's not why we don't care about that. Like I've played so many shows to like nobody. Right. Um, and uh, they did Last Call. And we're like, what the heck? Why, why are you doing Last Call? Like, right. And then sort of like, all right, we're out of here. So we just like started moving all our stuff like right by the promoter, the guy who said the show. He's like, "Where you guys are going?" We're like, "We're out of here," and we just left and never played. But that's such like a last call is last call for us. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, but now I look back on it, I'm like, why just play and don't be such a prick? Well, whatever. It is what it is. You live and learn. That's why they say that, right? So, so flash forward, it's. It's 2023. Yeah. We're, uh, we're older now. Yes. Hopefully a little bit wiser. You have a new yeah. solo record. Yeah. Welcome to my breakdown. Yeah. It's a fucking great record. Thank you very much. I've listened to it like probably like six times since right, cool. you released. It's like, it's, it's very catchy, which that doesn't surprise me, but... It sounds fucking great. Like, so that's so my friend Wyatt in Nashville, Wyatt Funderburg, he has a recording Nebulon 2 and um 
that's all him. I didn't do anything. I flew out to Nashville. So basically, I started writing these songs. Yeah. I was like, all right, world shut down. What am I going to do? And so, and then like one became two, two became three, and, and then because he's friends with Kurt and he plays in the Kurt Baker band and he does all of Kurt's records too, yeah. or most of them. Um, he was like, hey, if you ever, you know, need help or whatever, or want to do a record, let me know. And I was like, actually, I have all these songs. So I sent him all the demos and stuff. And then um, his friend and assistant, Rich, he plays drums. So he learned all the songs. And then I flew out to Nashville and we just made the record. But it sounds great because of those guys, not yeah. because of anything I did. I played on it and sang on it. Sure. But, but I mean, you know what I mean? The tone of the records, I like it. Like, sure. Yeah, no, it's a, it, I mean, it's a very full-sounding, yeah. very, it definitely sounds like something that, like, if they still played music on the radio, like, you would hear yeah. it on the radio. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very polished record. Thank you. Uh, I really like it a lot. Um, is this your first solo album? Yeah, so I've had, like, I don't know. Like I love Jeff, I love I love all my friends, but they all do solo records. And like to me, growing up, a band is you know it's four guys that play music, and they that's when you go see them, that's what you see. You know what right, I mean? Right. Um, but now with the with like anyone can make a record and sure. you know on their computer and everything like that. Like yeah. everyone wants to make their own record because everyone wants to be the person that's up front or whatever and uh so i had a big like i guess internal battle i was like i don't know if i want to do this but finally i was just like fuck it whatever well i mean it sounds like you had a bunch of songs and you're like well i gotta yeah but now so i'm playing them acoustic i wrote all the songs in a way where like when you listen to the record there's not a lot of like like, there's not a lot of big long intros. There's not a lot of like maybe there's like a four bar solo, but other than that, there's not a lot of spots where there's music. It's a lot of vocals and guitar. So yeah, that way, when it's I like Ramones tunes, it's yeah. just meat and potatoes. But also when I so when I play them with just my guitar, it's not awkward. It doesn't sound like it's missing. Anything. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, right on. But it was definitely like a thing where I was like, I don't know. I don't know, maybe it's just my natural, like, instinct, too, to not do what everyone else is doing, but, like, I was like, all my friends do that. They all have, like, their solo records. Right. Like, I don't want to do that. Right. And, again, I'm not knocking anyone that does anything. Sure. Yeah. I just, so, I don't know. Well, I mean, like, the whole, yeah, I mean, the whole time I've known you, which is 20-plus years at this point, you've always been in a band, so. Kind of, I kind of took a break. Right. I don't know. Music too, to me, is like a little. I don't know. With the, which is great. Like, with the ability to make music wherever you are and do that with technology and stuff, that's awesome. But also, part of me feels like it kind of, to, like, diminishes it a little bit. Yeah. And so, to me, I kind of like got frustrated by that and was like I don't want to again I get I'm like I don't want to do this I'm yeah. not doing this so I did stop for a while I was like I don't really want to be a part because sometimes I feel like like with social media and everything like everyone's just like screaming you know like, like, like here I am and I'm right. like I don't want to be a part of that sure which is cool like again I get it like, yeah but just sometimes I look at it and I'm like do I want to Sure. Do that. Well, it, it, I, I don't know. Kind of the crux of what it sounds like you're saying, which I kind of feel this way too, is like with social media and everything, is like everyone's always vying for people's attention. And yeah. Everyone's like, I don't know. Like I feel like now, particularly online, everyone has to be funny all the time. Yeah. Even though like. There's a lot of people that aren't funny, yeah, yeah. but they're trying, and I'm just like, 
you know, like, I'm just like, there, there are people who are actually funny. Why don't you let them make the jokes? Yeah. Or like, you know, like everyone has to be like, hey, I made a thing. Hey, I made, and that's yeah. great ones. Like, and I'm not trying to like piss in anyone's cornflakes. Yeah. Like, if you have a creative outlet, that's cool. But yeah. like, no, I had a big problem yeah. with trying to promote this record. Me personally, sure. with being like, hey, like, you know, like I'd make a post and then that'd be it. Like, I'm not going to like keep right. going back to it, you know? Um, but, and again, I'm not knocking anyone for like doing it. Sure. But that's just the way the world is. There's also like a, a, a sense of like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of artistic people sort of have like hesitation to self-promote and it's yeah. really like you also have like sometimes like imposter syndrome coming into and you're like who am I to tell yeah, people yeah, yeah. to listen to this but no sometimes I uh what was the word I was looking for I don't remember the word now I can't remember I was thinking about it um not presumptuous. Whatever, we can come back to it. It'll pop in my brain. My brain is just one big mess. Of I realized this morning when I woke up, I was like, oh, we have something in common. We have, we both have written unrequited love songs called Caroline. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, funny thing. So, I wrote that song and then, and I wrote it like two or three years, like the whole thing, like, all those songs are at least like two or three years old. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm getting ready to like put it out. And then Mikey Erg puts out a record and he had a song. I don't think it's called Caroline, but there is Caroline in the name of the song. Right. And then that band, the 1975, they just put out a record and they had a song called Caroline on it. And I was like, oh, what the heck? Right. And then... Uh, I'm a mess, the song on the record. Uh, all of a sudden, like, I think it was like Avril Lavigne and like somebody else, but they put out a song called I'm a Mess, and I'm like, I only have 10 songs on the record. Right. <laughs> all the titles. And I'm like, I swear to God, I wrote all these songs before. Right, right. But also, who knows? Like, who cares? There's only so many, like, names for songs that you can come up Also, I feel like people's attention spans are just like, like all right, I listen to that record. Right. Like, I, or the song, cool. Like, they don't know, like, Right. They're not paying, like, connecting all the dots like I am because I'm a crazy person. But, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're sure. just like, okay, that's that song. Cool. Right. Yeah. On to the next thing, please. Yeah. Like, it was funny. I, the last time I listened to the album was last night at work. Yeah. And I thought I had turned off Shuffle because I yeah. wanted to, like, listen to it in, like, the order. That's, I mean, like, I get it when, like, whatever you're in your car or whatever but yeah. I like I don't know and I know the album is kind of like a dying art form at this yeah. point but I'm like I want to listen to it in the order that like the person who made it yeah. put it in like because yeah. more often than not it's in the order for a reason and I'm listening to it and I was like I thought that song was like the third or the fourth song and it was like and then I realized it was on shuffle because it was the very last song to play Yeah, and luckily because it's like a I don't know like a 25 minute yeah, album quick. Yeah, it goes by quick, so I was like, because uh, I I do science shit at, at work, and okay, like, cool. I, I get to, I, I do this thing where I like, my hands are inside like a, a thing, so I can't yeah. be doing anything, so once the headphones are That's in, it's it. just going. You're committed. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just like, all right, and I was like, I think this thing that I can do right now is going to take me about 20 minutes, so yeah. I can probably listen to this yeah. whole album, but it took me a little longer, but. Yeah. yeah, I tried to, I don't know, again, people's attention spans, and how I wanted to, I knew how I was going to promote the record, so it's like, yeah. can't be, I can't have like a five minute, like musical breakdown because then that's just me up there with the guitar like, right. right like I don't know it's just awkward yeah. I think anyway like I don't know when you go for me playing in front of people with just a guitar and there's nobody else yeah. is already like kind of vulnerable and then to boot if you're just like playing power chords for you know whatever eight bars to right. whatever it is it can feel like an eternity when you're up there you sure know? sure yeah it's 
I'm sure it's a different feeling than if there's like you and three other people. Yeah, no, playing, it is. But, it's totally yeah. like because then you have other people like doing yeah. stuff to take away the attention from you. Sure, <laughs> and it probably probably if it's just you and you're just doing that. You must feel like or like, hey, look at me, watch what I'm doing. Well, at least when you're singing, there's like something else like happening. Yeah, there's layers. But too. if there's just like. And I'm just playing power chords that I'm not like doing anything else like G, whatever, C, D. Right. You know, if you're doing that for a long time, it's just kind of like people are just staring at Like, I get it. They'd probably be like, all right, where's the next part? You know, yeah, let's, yeah, play, yeah. let's well, go. Move it along, buddy. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, did you. Is this self released? Is this on a label? Like, uh, so, I just did it myself because yeah. I didn't want to. Um, be beholding to someone else? Not that. Like, I don't mind people telling me what to do and stuff. Sure. It's more like I don't want to let anyone down. Sure. Like, at least this way, I only let myself down. If I don't do anything, then I'm like, all right, I'm the only one that right. deals with it. Whereas if someone, like, presses something or does something, then I got to make sure I'm on my game. So I wanted to make sure that I was, like, ready. And I think I'm good now. Like, I think if someone's like, hey... Like someone asked me the other day to reach out about pressing vinyl. I was like, all right, well, let me just think about it, you know. So I'm down to do it now, but I just wanted to make sure Sure. that I was going to actually follow through. Sure, sure. Instead of just like... Well, it's kind of especially... Because again, people put money, so now I think about it. Right. (laughs) People put their hard-earned money into it, and I want to make sure that I'm working for them so that way. Sure, sure. That makes sense. Um, Yeah, because right now it's digital. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So... and it's on Bandcamp. Some people are buying it, which I totally appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, again, I just didn't want to like have someone be sitting on like whatever 500 records for 10 years. Like, right. if I'm gonna do it, then I want to make sure that I'm gonna play shows and do that stuff. So. Yeah. Are you? Do you have? show is booked right now so i'm the 29th of september at faces brewing company i'm doing kurt um uh, he has a new record rock and roll club coming out and that'll be the record release show so i'm gonna do that nice i kind of wanted to wait till the record was out because like i don't know when you have three songs and you're like hey can i come play right your spot and here's i only have one song that you can hear too now that the album's out i think it'll be easier for me to be like hey it's acoustic, but this is what I sound like. Right. And so I'm going to sure. try to get more shows. Like, I'd like to, I think, uh, Flight Coffee in Dover, they oh. do acoustic shows. Like, that'd be cool. For sure. And they're they're definitely, like, uh, Ben from Flight is great. He's oh, okay. uh, certainly, like, very, very supportive of, like, the, like, metal and punk community. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll play wherever, but, again, I just wanted to have some sort of, like, Thing that I could be like, hey, this is sure what it is sure. instead of just one two-minute song. We were like, sure. I promise the rest is good. Like, <laughs> there's, there's more like this. Too. Yeah. Will you play any songs from your older projects as well? No? I mean, I guess if someone was like, hey, will you play the song? I would do it, but I don't. I don't. Uh, like they're not in a set that I have or anything. Gotcha. I don't know. Who knows? Sure. I, mean, I guess I'm, yeah, yeah, like, like if someone was like, "Hey, we play cigarettes and Valentines," I'd be like, "Okay, yeah. if I remember it, sure." Sure. Yeah. But I just kind of, I don't know. That stuff's done. Sure. So this is what you're doing. Yeah, this is what I'm doing now. Sure. And then I'll go make the next one, and I'll be like, "But have you been? Do you?" Do you have other songs that you've been writing? Like, how often do you write? Well, so it depends. Like, so like I said before, I wasn't really into music, so I, like, didn't at all. And then I started writing these songs. And now that I've... Also, this for me was, like, kind of, like, just a... An experiment, I guess, to kind of be like, all right, let's see how this all goes. Even like promoting the record, everything up until now. Now that the record's out, I'm done. But like, everything was kind of just like, all right, let's. I've never done this before. Let's see how it goes. And now I know. I think I have a better understanding of what to do, and even recording the record, like I, I did that. So now I know, like next time, kind of what's possible. Yeah. So now when I write songs for the next one. I kind of have like a bigger, um, like a different idea of like what it 
is uh, ca- like a, what I'm capable of. Sure. If that makes any sense. But also like what you could do with the song. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to do the next one. I haven't really. I got a couple songs. I haven't really started, but. Well, I mean, you literally just put out a record. Yeah, yeah but I think. I mean, to be ago. honest, nowadays. I think the more it's all about like as I preach about like being I don't want to be that person that's like yelling into the void but it is all about like content like you need like the more stuff you have like now for example I would I don't know about hire someone or maybe take a friend with me to record the record and then have them just videoing me like all the time Sure. And then there you go. There's hours of content that you can just shove in front of people right. and put your songs behind. And then there you go. Because that was a big deal for me yeah. uh, or a stressful thing for me is being like, all right, I guess I need like a music video. Like, how do I make a music video? Like, right. like what the hell? Like, I just write songs. That's what I do. I don't know how to do all this other stuff. So if you bring someone with you along and they film all this stuff then there you go you can make the music like it's just about like trying to amass content promotional material so then sure because that's what people well if you're constantly like consuming but also like if you're like you you want to like stay in people like the forefront of people's minds yeah so i mean so i mean because I don't want to sound like a hypocrite here, but like, if you're going to do it, like if I'm going to be screaming in the void, then you might as well do it, I guess is sure. my point. <laughs> like, you might yeah. as well go full don't, in. Don't half-ass it. Yeah. For, sure. for sure. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Um, so I, I had, I, like I said when we were driving over, I don't normally have like a whole like bunch of questions. Yeah, yeah. However, I do have a series of six questions that I ask everyone. Yeah, yeah. They're not specific to you. Okay. So, uh, you ready? Yeah, sure. All right. Do you remember what your first concert you ever went to was? So I want to say, so there's it's just, I guess, two different ones because I'm not sure. Like, it was either the Queers at the Elvis Room, so I remember that, or it was Green Day at, I think, in like Portland, Maine, the Riverdales opened up. It was on the Insomniac tour. Okay. Um, so it's either one of those, but I just don't remember which one. You would have been in your teens either way, though. Yeah, like 15. Yeah. What, 90, 94, 50, 96. Yeah, 15. So, nice. yeah, my the Green Day one, I'll never forget. Uh, so Ben, his dad took us. Again, I would thank him like so hard for this now that I'm older. Yeah. But he takes us and we're all like crammed into some auditorium and there's like, you know, a bunch of sweaty bro dudes like because at that time, remember? Like, right. And uh, the Riverdale's played and as soon as they started playing, it was like people everywhere. Sure. Like, and the his, I look at, yeah, and my friend's dad is like, what the yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he stayed and he hung out with us the whole show. And I was like, that's cool. I um, it wasn't my first concert, but like, it was the first concert seeing a band that I wanted, seeing bands yeah. I wanted to see. My, uh, me and the guitar player for my band and one of our other buddies, we went to Lollapalooza in '93. But yeah. My dad and the guitar player's dad came with us. Yeah. Um, because I remember distinctly because Tool played. Yeah. And like three songs in, the bass player at the time, he's not the bass player anymore, but he's like, my name's Paul and I'm so fucking high right now. And my father just turns to me, he's like, you're not allowed to listen to this band. <laughs> but my father also crowd surfed at that show oh, and broke cool. a rib. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, but see, that's cool. Like when you're a kid, you're like, you don't really appreciate like or I guess I'm speaking for you and I don't want to but for me I didn't appreciate like I thought it was cool I was like thank you for taking me right but now that I'm older and I realize how life is and like what's going on like like, that's fucking cool that you did that right yeah well that was the thing at the time I was like I was like oh man I gotta go to a concert with my dad yeah I was just like yeah that's pretty cool Uh, All right, question number two yeah Beatles or Stones? Beatles. I like the pop. I mean, not that the, the Stones have pop songs, but they're more sure. on the bluesier side For sure. of everything. Yeah, the Beatles are definitely like all about the hooks. Yeah, so Beatles. All right, fair enough. Uh, dogs or cats? Uh, I don't know. I don't really 
dogs, I guess. I don't know. So I wear a lot of black. Right. And any animal that's around me, I just get covered in either dog or cat hair. So I'm kind of... Neither, I guess. Like, I'm not really, like... Did you grow up with dogs or cats? Yeah, we had, like, four dogs, and they'd always, like, run away. Yeah. And we'd have to run around. I grew up in Rye, and we'd have to run around Rye looking for them. Right. And, like... Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, again, I'm not knocking anyone for just me personally. Like, when I first moved to Boston, uh, my roommates, I don't remember what kind of dog it was, but it had white hair and it was like a big dog. Yeah. And just everything would always just be, I had to buy like a lint roller or whatever. Right. And so I'm just like, eh, I don't know, I'm good. I don't know. My downstairs neighbor right now, she has this little dog. She loves it, so I'm like, cool, whatever. Right. But the thing barks all the time. It's just like, it'd be 10 o'clock at night. It's just like, it's high pitched bark and you're just like I'm trying to sleep bro but she loves that thing so much that I'm like whatever so you can't be a dick about it no I wouldn't you know and I wouldn't just because I see how much she sure. loves the dog and she's cool so it's like she's yeah. always like I'm so sorry and I'm like I don't care it's all good don't how long have you been living in Boston now? Uh, it's like 12 years yeah. it's like a big blur are you yeah, yeah, yeah. So the last time I saw you was at where you were working at. Because uh, uh, I was trying to think about that um, when we were driving over. Because like I knew it had been a couple of years. Yes, but the, I think that so the time I went to is when me, you, and Joe. I don't remember what band we went and saw, but we went to a show. That was the time I went to, but you're right. You did see me another time. You were going to like a movie or something. I think so, but I was actually, it was funny because I was recording a podcast there. Yes. And it was one of the, I remember. It was one of the few podcasts that I wasn't able to use oh, okay. because I wasn't paying attention and the battery had died. And uh -huh. like we talked for like another like 40 minutes after it died. And then I noticed afterwards, which is why. Why, it's all coincidental. That's why I started. That's like why I bought a backup one. Oh, okay. So normally I have two going. Yeah. But this is a little inside baseball for people listening. <laughs> I was telling Nate when I came over because uh, I, I I'm I'm currently on about two and a half hours of sleep. Yeah. I forgot to grab my regular recorder, so this is recorded on the on the backup one. But I'm trying to remember who we must have seen. I think it might be what wants to pop in my head. Mates of State? But I don't know. I, I could be wrong. I don't think it was that because I don't think I've ever seen... Have I seen Mates of State? Because I was... Because we worked... Uh, I just remember we got food. Yeah. And then we went to the show. Or maybe it wasn't that. It could have been something else. Was it Bob Mould? That could have been it. Did you see Bob Mould? Yeah. Maybe yeah. that was it. I think I think that's what it was. Mates of State. See, I don't know. My brain... You know what? I think Mates of State opened that show. Either way. Because it was... I'm never going to... Once something is like... I'm never going to get it. Right. <laughs> once it's gone, that's Yeah, because I think that was the night that... That was the first time I met Jason Narducci, his, his bass player. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, Joe will be excited that I, I talked to you. She, she asked me. I, I, I might work, message I, her and... You should message yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I worked with her at Trader Joe's for yeah. a while, too. So, I love her. Did you? Did yeah. you go for sleep as yeah. well? I couldn't remember. I used to sit there and just... She's great. I love her. Yeah. But, man, you would, like... It'd be like hundreds of CDs and like just stuffing envelopes. Yeah, you're just like I just and then putting the the post-it on it and everything. Yeah, and just like oh my god. But well, it was cool to work for her. Right, she's awesome. But yeah. the actual job was like very just like all right. Yeah, that's that's how I that's how I started. Uh, it was, so I got that job from her because she moved to town literally the week after I quit Bull Moose. Okay, cool. And she called because she's like, she had just stopped working for Warner Brothers Records. Yeah. 
So she's like, I'm gonna go to the record store and see if I can find someone. And they're like, we don't have anyone here, but here's this dude's number. Yeah. She called me, and then like, so I worked for her for a while, and then AJ from the Minus Skill yeah. uh, worked for, and then this guy Niles Baldwin, who's now a published author, worked for, but and then Catherine Zapat, you know. Yes, and, I remember her. Yeah, yeah. And you worked there, and there was. Three or four other, like she had a lot of people like work for. Her, you know. She's totally, she's the best. Yeah. I can't can't say enough nice things about yeah. her. I'm, yeah, and I'm gonna text her. Should when text this is done. Um, uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Yeah. yeah I think I'm, I'm not like a big like science fiction sure. person, but if I had to pick one, definitely Star Wars was more as a kid. Like, I mean, I think I was still like, what, Star Wars came out in the early 70s, the first one? Uh, late 70s. Late 70s. 77. So I wasn't even born yet. Sure. So, but I remember seeing them on TV or whatever. Were you born in 81? 81, yeah. So, but if I had to pick one, I would go with that. I also think that like Star Wars is like... It's much easier to be like a casual Star Wars fan. Yeah. You're like, oh, I like it. And, you know, you don't have to be a hardcore fan. Like, yeah. I don't know any casual Star Trek fans. People either yeah, like, yeah, eh, it's not for me, or they're like, oh my god, I love. Like, and they know everything. About yeah, it. I couldn't tell you except for William Shatner. Other than that, right. Right. I don't really know anything. Okay. About it. Um, does it have to be your all-time number one favorite? Do you have a favorite book? A favorite book. Um, I was trying to think. Let me think. Because I'm not like, I don't know. I don't really I haven't, I haven't read a book, like sat down and read a book in years. It's always audiobooks now. Yeah, so it's like... What was the last? My brain's totally broke. Because like the, I just read a book, but I can't remember right. the name of it. Um, uh, so one time I tried to move to California, yeah. and I read Motley Crue's *The Dirt*. Because I so I like flew out there. And my friends, they had just gotten back from this big long trip, yeah. and. Uh, so I, they lived in Oakland, but like in this like industrial part. Yeah. So I flew out there, and they were like not into like going out or anything at the time. So I remember I was just in this small room, and they I think they I don't even think it was mine. I think they just had a copy of Motley Crue the Dirt. So at night, it's like I don't know what I'm doing. I just moved here. So I would just read that book. Sure. And I thought it was it was a great book. But sure. So that one comes to mind. But I don't know about favorite, but that definitely did get me through. It's funny that you say that because if I were hard pressed, that may have been the last book that I actually read. Okay. That, and like, I've listened to a bunch of books since then. Yeah. But, like, and that was probably like at least ten years ago. Yeah, I don't know. Favorite though, I don't really have. I don't think I have one. I also, <laughs> I t- twice. Got stood up by Nikki Six. Uh, oh, okay. So I don't even remember. I lived in Arizona for a little yes. while, and I used to write for a music newspaper. And uh, Motley Crue was coming around at one point, and like they reached out to us, and they're like, "Hey, we're going to be playing. You know, can we? You know, someone want to talk to someone in the band?" And they're like, "Sure, absolutely." And they're like, "Cool, Nikki Six is going to call at this point," and like. I like I had a record store at the time so I was just like I'll do it from the record store and I had to like I had it like I had an alarm set and everything because I knew when they were going to call so I closed the record store so I could record it and everything and they were like 20 minutes late his manager called and he's like ah he's going to be like 10 minutes just wanted to like let you know and he called me back like 20 minutes later he's like it's actually going to be like another 15 and then like eventually he never called and then I was like okay so I let my editor know I was like hey didn't happen and then like a year and a half later he put out like some weird like photo book that he did it was all just like like it was it was like a year or two after the dirt had come out okay and it was all just like I think I remember that like something diary it was it was before the heroin diaries it was or maybe it was after it I don't remember but it was like 
it was like this weird period where he was like dating Dita Bonte, or not Dita Bonte's, uh, Kat Bonte. Okay. And because there was a bunch of photos of her in there, but it was all just like, uh, like people who had been in like circus sideshows. It was all just like dark, like typical, like Motley Crue, yeah. whatever. And so he was like trying to promote that, and they reached out to us again. Yeah. And I was supposed to meet him down in Phoenix at this office. And I drove down, and like when I got there, they're like, "Oh, you decided you didn't want to do it today." I was like, "Cool." I just drove two hours. Yeah, like, see, like that's why I was like, because <clears throat> you picked me up at the bus station. Right. That's why I was so like, "Hey, I'm sorry that I'm like kind of being flaky on the plan because I got to figure out something else." Right. And that's exact stuff, like where it's like, why people's time is valuable. Like, don't waste. And they're trying to fucking base. Like, I know you're in man. some like. You and Nikki Six. Well, you know, he's probably like in his head. He's probably like, he's in Motley Crue. Like he's made all the everything, you know. But to me, you know, even the podcast is helping me promote my album, or whatever. But even if I had like all the promotion in the world, I'd still be like, oh, this person's kind enough to sure. take time. I think it's a fair assumption for me to make to say that you're probably a more considerate person than Nikki Six is. I, I hope so. I, I mean, but maybe he is. I don't know. That's not considerate in itself to not think that maybe he, maybe he was just having a day. Maybe. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Even Nikki Six is a lot of a bad day, I guess. Yeah. All right. Final question. Yeah. Like the most important question. Okay. What's your favorite dinosaur? Oh. Um, Velociraptors are cool. Nice. It's a They're good choice. Big in Jurassic Park. It's true. I remember that from. I was so like everyone's scared of the T Rex, but like no, the Velociraptor is actually the. I was so bummed out when I found out that like Velociraptors aren't really that big. Like they're yeah. they're like the size of chickens. But according and again, I'm only going by the movie Jurassic for Park. sure. <laughs> they'll rip. You, they'll like. Yeah, they got the claws. They got. It's yeah. basically like an upright alligator that's wicked fast. Yeah. Did you now? Here's a question for you because I'll be totally honest. Yeah. I had, before I had seen Jurassic Park. Yeah. I had never heard of a Velociraptor before. Like oh, yeah. I had heard of like you know like T Rex, yeah. Brontosaurus, yeah. Triceratops, even yeah. the pterodactyl. I had never heard of a Velociraptor. No, before. I had never either. But I feel like that like that movie like single handedly pushed to the forefront like top five favorite dinosaurs. Yeah, maybe. well, because it's so like because. In the movie itself, like the T Rex is obviously like scary because it's a giant dinosaur, but they're really afraid of the, the Velociraptor because it can come like wherever you are. Right, yeah, you know? they're like essentially people sized. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think that's why you said dinosaur, and that's immediately sure. where I went. That's a good answer. It's not good like answer. when I was a kid, like, oh, when I was a kid, I used to love, no, I didn't, I don't think I really loved dinosaurs or anything. I was, I was never a, I was never a big dinosaur fan as a kid. I think I like them more now, but that is one of the things that like, People constantly ask kids, "Hey, what's your favorite dinosaur?" Yeah. Nobody asks adults what their favorite dinosaur is. So. Well, it's probably because we have like bills to pay and everything. But it is nice that you bring it to a different, sure, like a different side of the coin. We're like, you know what? Forget all that other stuff. What's your favorite dinosaur? Let's talk about dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. So, Nate Doyle, welcome to my breakdown. Yes, uh, your it's album, everywhere. It's everywhere. It's on Bandcamp. Yes. Uh, Tell me again where 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 you're playing in September. Oh, September 29th um, at Faces Brewing Company with Kurt Baker and uh, Bad Idea. Where's Faces Brewing Company? Oh, Malden, Massachusetts. All right. Cool. Is it? Is Are there you, info about it on your on your social medias? There will be, I guess. Eventually. All right. You're like, I guess there has to be. Yeah, I guess I have to do it. Well, it's been uh, it's been fantastic. Yes, it's catching been awesome. up with you. It's good to see you. As Thank always. you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate absolutely. it.